Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. You're listening to Tori Says. For the next hour, I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic, unfiltered news. Real news. Well, welcome everyone. Today is Tuesday. Where I'm at, it is really chilly. 20 degrees and falling. Today we've had a lot of developments and a lot of things are coming out. Uh, Old wounds are being itched and scratched and scabs are coming off and they're bleeding like crazy. Now, last week I talked about Gina Haspel. You know, where in the world is Gina Haspel? She appeared today. So I just wanted to briefly touch on that before we get into the DNC RNC hacks. Because I think that's something that I haven't really touched on. I haven't actually discussed it at all on radio. But in the summer, I wrote a very detailed report indicating that every single server within our government, and especially those that are police states like Texas and North Dakota and areas like Michigan, And Oregon are all on the same server, and obviously all service by CrowdStrike. It was an article titled Hurricane Electric, and you can find that on Big League Politics. I will ensure that when I upload uh, the recording of today's show on my website, torysays.com, I'll have the link to those articles in the description now, so we'll talk about that today and get in depth because I see people from both sides and unfortunately their sides. There should be only one side and that's our country, but never mind. Let's just say from both sides, we're seeing a lot of pants being pulled down and a lot of people chiming in and claiming and everyone's like really confused, but it's not that confusing. I'm actually in the middle of writing up what we're going to talk about. And like I promised yesterday, I put up the article where I detailed the very close and substantially long and cyclical relationship that Comey, Mueller, and Rosenstein have. In addition, you know, I also chimed in on Tim Cook's uh, idea of self-proclaiming himself, you know, the thought police, and saying what should and shouldn't be on platforms – And I kind of revisited the whole, hey, all these platforms, all these social media platforms are funded by DARPA. They literally used us as as an experiment. I've given you all that information. They literally poured money in to watch us debate, then instill sock puppets, what we call now bots, you know, the whole Russian bots. It was actually our own bots. 
because they use those bots to manipulate our thoughts, emotions, and reactions. This is all detailed. This isn't some make-believe. This isn't some tinfoil hat. This stuff is on the record. And I've linked up articles where they talked about it. So don't stay in the dark. Regardless of what side of the fence you sit on because you supposedly think that there's two parties, until you realize that there's only one, none of this makes sense to you. So I uploaded that um, article. It's uh, titled Racist, Sexist, Silicon Valley, Now Our Thought Police. And the reason I titled that is... Here they are telling us what's racist, what's hate speech, yet, you know, I mean, even Google has only 2% black employment. There was just an article about how Facebook is racist and doesn't hire black Americans. And I actually had an interview with a friend of mine that works at Apple. He used to work for Google, who says, yeah, they have Latinos and black people. It's like, and the statistics are there. We get them from the government. It's like something like 3%, 2%. And, but they're restricted to specific jobs, like housekeeping and coffee barista and, you know, other jobs that, you know, only Asians and white males fulfill. Read it. It'll be very eye-opening so you realize who is sitting on a stool telling you how you should think and what should be allowed, but they're not doing it. So moving on, before I start and touch on Khashoggi, because you guys know, I know a lot about this Khashoggi stuff. I have friends in Turkey that have been giving me the inside scoop. I've told you how the Turkish police suddenly had no CCTV cameras working in the area of the embassy, yet they were working everywhere else, and how they claim that this audio was kicked off his iWatch to his iPhone, yet they don't have 4G capabilities, so it's super odd how that happened. I mean, I if I leave proximity with my old iWatch from my phone, uh, you know, my music stops. How was he in an embassy and his, you know, fiance hiding in the plaza far away waiting for him and it connected? I mean, come on, guys. We have to be realistic. We can't just go with a narrative because we feel like it. But here is where you can see these 14 Democrats. Oh, excuse me. They identify as Republicans who came out and you know, trashed what Gina Khashoggi, what Gina Haspel said about Khashoggi, who suddenly, you know, there's a bone saw with his name on it. Really? So the prince, the crown prince, who has enough money to make anybody disappear without trace, even the people that took out supposed Khashoggi, left all the evidence behind and put his name on the bone saw. Like, we've got to be serious. Okay. So let's, let's listen to my favorite channel, CNN, and hear it from Lindsey Graham, the one that falls on swords every now and then to virtue signal. Let's listen to what he had to say. Basement briefing just finished and a chorus of senators from both sides of the aisle now crying foul. And I want to talk about uh, a smoking saw instead of a smoking gun in the murder of Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi. Uh, These are some comments coming after a confidential briefing with CIA director Gina Haspel. Just listen to Senators Lindsey Graham and Bob Corker. Open source reports show that 
He had been focusing on Mr. Khashoggi for a very long time. It is zero chance, zero, that this happened in such an organized fashion without the Crown Prince. As to Pompeo and Mattis, I have great respect for them. Uh, I would imagine if they were Democratic, in a Democratic administration. So just one second. So he said, I believe. So Gina Haspel gave them no evidence because whatever Pompeo, the Secretary of State, and Mattis told them was exactly what she had said because they just reiterated her report because, you know, she is the spook of spooks. So wherever she is is none of their business. But they demanded to see her. Where is she? Why are you hiding her? Like, seriously. It's like me writing a report and someone reading it off to you that I wrote, but you're going to question my person that I handed it over to because you want to hear it from my mouth. So pay attention. He doesn't believe that something like this would happen so quick and everything. He had his eye on him. Of course he did because the Saudis had given him his own channel with one of the other members of the kingdom. If people actually looked into the past of Khashoggi, how he had his own TV channel, how he was outspoken, do you know how many eyes are looking at you, me, anyone reporting against any of these clowns that have been elected? Seriously, let's continue and listen to more rubbish that they're pandering. Administration, I would be all over them for being in the uh, pocket of uh, Saudi Arabia, but since I have such respect for them, I'm going to assume that they're being good soldiers and that when they look at the analysis, they're being technical in their statement, but they're uh, not giving the assessment that I think the Senate will uh, have. Uh, I would really question somebody's judgment if they couldn't figure this out. It is there to be figured out. Please let me finish. And I think the reason they don't draw the conclusion that he's complicit is because the administration doesn't go, want to go down that road, not because uh, there's not evidence to suggest he's complicit. Okay, so not because there's evidence that suggests he's complicit. So, you know, the fact that there is no evidence is evidence for them. And remember, Khashoggi, who's not American, never held American re residency status ever, was never employed directly by the Washington Post, as they falsely claim. He's a freelance writer, just like I. I write for a numerous people. That doesn't mean that they employ me. So Lindsey Graham is showing that he is one of those angry Democrats. And the reason I say Democrats is because the Democratic Party is the um, the head of this whole cabal. And do, make no mistake that the DNC, not at any point did it stop, uh, you know, its actions or its agenda or its, you know, um, rollout of whatever it was to um, voluntarily have us, uh, you know, become a socialist community that it did not spill over to the Republican side because for some reason everyone thinks that we have two parties and that they're constantly battling for power and that you know keeps a balance no they're one and they're random good people good Americans that 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 go into Senate and are brave enough to put their name out there and be you know fleeced in regards to who they are and where they come from for, to run for Congress and Senate that go with the best intentions. And some of them can maintain it.
But then there's something called insurance. We'll get into that a little bit later because that's all we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk DNC hack, RNC hack, and we're going to break this down with common sense. No smokes, no mirrors, no this. The bottom line is we are now able to see that the whole planet wants the United States to change their policy. Do you want to know why? Because Europe is on fire. They are crumbling. France had already put in martial law in certain areas of Paris. They are burning the place down. Even their first responders and police are standing in solidarity with the citizens. And Macron has nothing else left but to retreat. Because the reason that the European Union is falling is because they have no money. The gravy train stopped. Trump said, no, we're not going to be like paying everyone and doing all this and floating people and giving money and paying into this Paris agreement. No more money. And now that they have no more money, where do they go to get it? They're citizens. Because they can't get more loans from the IMF. They're already owned by them. Where do they go? And if our country stays in good relations, political relations with Saudi Arabia, we have no problem in regards to oil. Now, energy makes the world go round. We are very energy dependent as nations globally. And the thing is, what people missed, and you know it was very underreported, is that Qatar literally pulled themselves out of OPEC. They pulled themselves out. And you know what other country is really, really rich in oil, has more oil, more natural resources of oil and gas than us? Venezuela, the socialist country, the one where people are eating garbage to survive because Venezuela didn't want to play their games. So they ousted them. They destroyed them. That's how they work. You're either with us or against us. And the problem is the United States said, I'm against you. I'm not doing this anymore. We're not going to be sharing our stuff because that's exactly how you take ambition out of someone. I go to college. I get a full education. I'm making $100,000. But in the end, I only take home 25000 because my money needs to get redistributed to people that are poorer than me. So why even bother going to college? They remove the ambition to move. And that is exactly what the United States said. Where is the ambition for countries to strive to be the best, to, to be proud of who they are, to maintain their roots? I mean, these are countries outside of the United States that have been around for eons, and they're told to forget their history. The Greeks aren't even a country anymore. They don't own anything. They want to own the Parthenon now. They're selling off their ancient ports, ports that have been there since 5000 B.C., If people only took their heads out of their butts just for a second and said, okay, hold on a second, forget not liking Trump, forget, you know, hating Trump, forget orange man is bad, forget this. Let's just take a step back. What is going on? The world is literally on fire and everyone's just fanning the flames. Nothing to see here. Now, this is a big deal. This Khashoggi thing is Something that shouldn't even bother us. Do you care about the journalist that's from the Netherlands that's arrested in Kenya and being tortured daily? I don't see anybody out on the street for that person. 
because it's none of our business, right? Or no. Better yet, if the Netherlands, oh, if Kenya was our source of oil, it would suddenly be our business if we were friends with them. And, you know, they wouldn't want to trade with, you know, other countries. This is exactly what's happening. Could have been Khashoggi, could have been Sally, your next door neighbor. If that way would link you to Saudi Arabia in any way, boom, it would happen. Obviously, we have no body of Khashoggi. We don't have any pictures or video proof. We just have this sound bite that supposedly you could hear him screaming with a bone saw. Or, or, come on, guys. We're not that stupid, are we? And let's pretend he did take him out. I, he's not my citizen. And that's their business. And that doesn't mean I have to like them. Business is business. I go to places all the time and shop. I can't stand the people that run the place. Does that mean that I'm not going to conduct my business since I have nowhere else to go where I would get fair market price? No, I'm going to keep that relation. And many of you will say, you know, with your virtue swords, oh, but this, no, because if we give in, we have to work with Iran, we have to work with the European Union and do what they say. They've been dictating our trade for over 60 years. Forbes just came out with the most powerful woman, women, you know, on the planet. And guess whose face was on that? Lagarde. She's the head of the IMF. And I urge all of you to do your homework and find out who the IMF is and find out who really runs the show. Because that woman is in every single summit meeting. That woman dictates all policies. And that is the woman that Trump walked out on in Canada during the G7. So if people actually paid attention, stop watching the news. And as long as for now we have access to media, we have access to news, that we can make that decision. Why are you letting people make the decision for you? You know, even in my state, you know, it's a red state. North Dakota is a red state, right? Everybody loves Republicans. They're all clowns, all of them. You know, the only person that I was super happy to put a a tick mark next to were people that were running that were Republicans and ran as independents. And there was only one. I voted for Congressman Kramer to become senator because – I've met the guy. I like the guy. And even though I know when he goes to Senate, he's going to change. And even though I know he's like a dinghy in a river and kind of goes with the flow and tries not to ruffle the waters, but still has kind of a moral compass. He's not like staunch. He's not solid, solid, but he's, he's a good bet. Whereas we have Hoven, who has a porn stash, who literally lined his pockets with money from Libya. Republican from Libya, used to be a banker, ran the Bank of North. I mean, the most corrupt people are running as Republicans, and people think the DNC is bad. Yes, the DNC is bad. The RNC is worse, too. And not worse, they're just as bad. So, again, here's where we get into the, oh, but the Democrats, oh, but the— President Trump, if he ran on an independent ticket, he would have had a chance to win— But what he needed to do was stick 
to real American grassroots, because remember, throughout history, the Republicans were the ones that were against slavery. They were the ones that, you know, were advocating for freedom. They were the ones that ensured that our amendments, you know, that our Bill of Rights was actually, you know, the foundation of every decision they made. And the Democrats weren't, right? They wanted slaves. They wanted socialism. They wanted to import people to work, you know, stuff like that. And then suddenly everybody has this idea that the Democrats suddenly changed, which is complete BS. And then the Republicans just became just like the Democrats. They're one in the same. So what he did was smart. He decided, hey, I'm out of this group. I've rubbed elbows with these people. I know them inside out. But I'm going to run with the Republicans because I'm going to tap into those people that still, for some forsaken reason, think that Republicans are different because, you know, they uh, seem to virtue signal a lot better and with more Americanism, let's just say. And I'll win like that. And he did. And if he ran in 2020 on uh, a ticket of his own party, he would win in a landslide because everybody's tired of this BS. The fake Republicans, the Democrats that are pretending to be patriots, they're all the same. And this DNC, RNC hack, talked about it. I talked about it two years ago. Before I was, you know, eradicated from social media when I was just pouring it all out. Talked about it. And here's where you're going to see how when a patriot within their own ranks decides that I'm going to take them down. I see a guy that probably has a chance to run that is not like these people. He has the cojones to call each and every one of them out. The people on their team, the people on the opposite team, people that he just had coffee with, he will still call you out. He's not the type of person that's going to pet your ears and coddle you. He will tell you straight out because that is the way Trump is. He's short, straight, blunt, and isn't afraid to say it. And that comes with the territory. I mean, the more money you have, the more uh, your time is less, and you don't want to pussyfoot around things. I get it. And so a patriot from within their own ranks decided, I need to deploy a plan. And I'm going to tell you all about this plan. And uh, we're going to title this story time after the break is, I hacked the DNC and RNC emails which will tell you everything you need to know because there are people that are registered Democrats that are registered Republicans that are registered libertarians, independents, green party, whatever that are really frustrated right now because they see that the the president at the moment is very effective in regards to their pockets in regards to how we're going. But on the other hand, we have a mass media attack and even people from within his party criticizing him. And you're just like, well, hold on a second. He kind of like the wall. So um, illegal immigration cost us $250 billion a year, and a wall will cost us like $25 billion. Um, I think that's a no-brainer. But for some reason, it's racist, and it's like, what is going on here? I mean, people from all walks of life are kind of like thinking about it. There's closet Trump supporters that still say resist. And, and, and I get it because the trick about brainwashing, or I would say the trick about making you think differently is by having you repeat something over and over again. And if you repeat it often enough, that'll change the way you process things, uh, you know, think, respond, and obviously then process information.
And like I touched upon yesterday, that was the whole point of Common Core. Before you were given a math problem, it's like find a solution. And you could say, you know, um, 13 plus 7, you could be like 7 and 3 is 10, and then I have another 10, that's 20. That's one way to solve it. Another way is to say 13 and then count up to 20, right? Another one is like, ooh, 20 minus 13 is 7, so it was 20. I don't know, whatever. But you were able to find solutions. Now they're telling you no. You're going to do it this way. You're going to take five steps to come up to a solution like this. And you're thinking, uh, uh, that's just dumb. But it's not dumb because they're trying to train you on how they want you to think. Think about only focusing on solving that specific solution. Don't try to apply it anywhere else. This is the methodology you'll use because that's all we want you to do. You need to stop thinking up solutions and follow the solutions we give you. This is how you train slaves. This is how you train compliant slaves. This is how they are changing and embedding these thoughts into all of us, our children. You know, I was raised in the 80s and 90s, right? I mean, we didn't have much of this, but I can tell you for one thing, it was drilled in my head that Republican Party was only the rich people and the Democrats were for the poor. I could tell you that straight away, and I don't know why I had that idea, because most of the Democrats are way richer than the Republicans, way more richer. So why was that idea drilled into my head? Don't know. Maybe my teachers. Maybe the news. I don't know. But that was in my head, and someone put it in there. I had that all the way to my young adultship. So we have to really pay attention to what is going on and be impartial. Stop saying, oh, I hate him, and he's so abrasive, and he said, grab her by this, so I've said worse. Could you imagine if I ever ran from Senate? There would be a Me Too movement on both sides of the sexes, even the, the, the agenders. She smacked this. She smacked my church. Yes, but suddenly I'm going to be a villain. That's the way they work. They villainize things that are normally normal. We'll talk about it after the break. How I hacked... The DNC and RNC emails. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, hey, try this? Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck, drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you, and you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it, but we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 855-700-2978. 
That's 855-700-2978. Guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam. Sounds great, right? Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. It's not guaranteed in every state, and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now, 1-800-707-1219, 1-800-707-1219. Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for My Pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My Pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable My Pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My Pillow stays cool and does not go flat. Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. My Pillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. My Pillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. My Pillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code Red State. That's one 800 961-9194 promo code red state put sleepless nights behind you with my pillow the most comfortable pillow you will ever own for the best night's sleep in the whole wide world visit mypillow.com Okay, so just um, I got a few messages, and yeah, the whole point with Khashoggi is that people want to dictate our uh, foreign policy, and unfortunately, what people need to realize is that President Trump has had a global empire, like it or not, and he's been able to tiptoe around things. The fact that he has businesses in places like Macau and China is a very big deal. You do not conduct business in China without the Chinese government saying you can't. Oh, and one more thing, and it just popped in my head. Deutsche Bank. Ooh. There was a raid. We'll talk about that tomorrow because that is all coming down. And where is Huber? Uh, We'll see him soon, right? Now, it's story time. Okay? And here's where you're going to hear the story, how I hacked the DNC and RNC emails. So... Everybody knows I'm Greek-American, so I'm very well-versed in uh, Greek history and literature. Tyrannicide. Tyrannicide is actually defined in killing or assassinating a tyrant or someone that is an unjust ruler. And it's always okay because it's done for the common good. Now, this is something that many philosophers have put into question. Uh, It's a political theory. Uh, You can find it... um, uh, Plutarch, uh, Aristotle talked about it in politics, and Plato described it as taking out some guy who was it was for the for the good because he was not like a a, a good king. Uh, and that was written in uh, what's it called in English? Um, statesman. So tyrannicide is killing or assassinating a tyrant or unjust ruler for the common good. So it's kind of like um, a homicide that you'd get a pardon for. Okay. So here's what happens. What if your tyrant, right, is not one person? What if your tyrant 
is a group of persons. A very, very large group of persons spread out across the globe. Do you start going on a killing spree? No, because you're no different than them if you do. So how do you conduct a tyrannicide without murder? Because remember, the only thing that will hurt a tyrant more than taking their life is destroying their facade. So, there was this patriot, a patriot so embedded within the Democratic Party, but so frustrated. They had some insurance on this patriot, but it wasn't as bad as everybody else's insurance. He never hung out with Skippy. He never went to farms for parties. He never sported the porn stash. But they had insurance. He got a little bit greedy. Did a bit of, you know, benign fraud. And they had it on this person. So this person decides, darn, in March. That Trump... He's rubbed elbows with every single one of these clowns. He is taking down all of his opponents that are running against him within his own party. And he's doing this without the support of his party. Hillary Clinton, well, she's already sorted out that she's going to win. Bernie Sanders doesn't even have a chance. That's going to be fixed. We all know it. Bernie knows it. Everybody knows it. He's playing a good game, though, and he was pissed because he thought if she sees what a big turnout there is for him because it's the right time to push socialism straight on, you know, no, no hiding about it, no ring around the rosy, it's socialism, clear cut. She'll, she'll, she'll let me go, you know, ahead because it's all about our plan, right? No, Bernie, it wasn't. It was all about maintaining the rain, maintaining the line. You know, it was Bush and then Clinton and then Bush and then Obama. Then it would be Clinton and then it would be Clinton again, her daughter. It would just be a vicious cycle or it would have been Michelle Obama and then her daughter. You know, they like to switch things up and make us believe that they're, you know, opposites. But, you know, within a a group of time, there's a power struggle because like any gang, you have the leader, the, the lower level guys, the grunts, the people that take people out and break kneecaps, right? The people that collect the money for the drugs, right? So everyone's always power struggling to get up on that ladder. That was all that we, you know, saw between Hillary and Bernie. And she took away. Everything Bernie worked so hard so he could get up that ladder. And, you know, there's a DNC fraud lawsuit because there was a man, Jared Beck, great attorney. I adore him. He decided, hey, they stole the Democratic elections. That was He was a Bernie Sanders diehard fan. He's a centrist, and he believed, just like many other people believe, that the Democrats were all about democracy, were all about unity. And I think a lot of us are getting these realities shattered right now, these manufactured realities. So back to this patriot within the Democratic ranks. He sees that the DNC will sort itself out. He knows just how evil they are. He knows the plan. He knows that all of the media is working together. 
He knows this. So he decides to find other people within the DNC. People that are maybe counting ballots. Managing the internal workings of things. Like Seth Rich. Like other unnamed heroes that you will never hear about. And he recruits them. But this Democrat in the high ranks, a patriot that actually believed in the good and saw some light in Trump, even though he was rough and rugged. And you know what? He probably can't stand him. Well, couldn't stand him. Now he's like, there's a method to that madness. You know, had friends that were in the Republican Party that kind of, you know, sat down in a field with no phones and no radios around and told it like it is to each other over a glass of whiskey a big fat cigar and they talked with common friends people like you and me and we'd all sit down right and talk what do we do well the plan is we need to expose them how do we expose them says this you know other republican member and all these other lower level people that work within the government or not well they surveil us wasn't it Mueller? That made domestic surveillance legal? Yes, 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 he did. And so if they monitor everything we do, I mean, how does that happen? Well, the intelligence agency captures every single upstream. You guys have heard me say this before, right? Every single upstream. Everything you say on your phone, to your Xbox, on the radio, text. Tweet, Facebook, message, dust, Snapchat is captured. There is nothing left. Snowden told you that too. But they are only allowed to hold on to that information for 72 hours. And unfortunately, data doesn't pick. Like, it can't say, hey, monitor everybody's except for all of these people that work for the government. No, it doesn't work like that. It monitors everyone. So everyone is monitored, including the people that are evil. The people that are causing pain to other people and children. So what do we do? Do we expose the dirty Republicans? Do we expose the dirty Democrats? Well, I think we need to take the caliphate out first. So who's at the top of the ranks right now? Ooh, it's the Clinton. Where is she running? DNC. That's what we need. Who is the ringleader of the insurance who holds everybody's and air quote insurance policies. That would be Skippy John Podesta. And now a hiatus, just so you guys understand, and you can, um, fact check me in 2015. There were four people arrested in, uh, the city of Minot, North Dakota. Four. They were all Air Force men. Enlisted, commissioned, not very clear. And this happened, you know, beginning of April. And guess who came to find them an attorney? Guess who flew to Minot, North Dakota, to negotiate with the Air Force base and find them an attorney? Yeah, it was Skippy's brother. And you know, that email is also on WikiLeaks. 
So that was just the hiatus because it was like pretty close to home for me. So they're all discussing, what do we do? Well, we can't just take the DNC. Well, I can do this and I can get it on a jump drive from here and I can do this. They all conspire. They're on the inside. They conspire. They get all this. And where do we go? Where do we go? The media is working against us. Who do we go to to release these things? Who do we go to? And we need the Republican Party too. I'm in. Everybody's in. I'm in. I'm in. That's all you hear. Everybody's armed and ready with USB jump drives. And they all go. And they all download. And they all get that information. And obviously, where are you going to go to WikiLeaks? Because WikiLeaks doesn't ask you for information. You provide it. WikiLeaks will not publish anything unless they can make sure that it's legitimate. They have never been wrong since they first dropped documents about banking. Never. No one can refute what WikiLeaks has. So again, why would the Russians get the DNC and the RNC emails? Tell you what, I don't doubt the Russians had those emails. And I don't doubt the Chinese did or the French, or the British, or the Australians, or even the Venezuelans. Everybody and their mother probably had those emails. For intelligence. Kind of like we have their emails, right? The question is, who dropped those emails to WikiLeaks? Who gave them? And it wasn't the Russians. It wasn't the Chinese. Why? They don't need to manipulate. They already had the agenda set out for years. It's been in the making. Trump was a wild card. His party didn't even support him. Why would they distribute those emails? Why did they think that it's going to flip? It was angry Americans, Americans like you and me, who said, you know what? You use all this surveillance to knock me out. You use it against me. Well, I'm going to use it against you. Every time you've uploaded or texted or emailed or took a picture or Snapchatted or anything, you can see mine. I can see yours. And this is what a civilized revolution is like. You find the right time to do it. And you make sure you're not taking care of just one. You're taking care of the whole thing. And you know Hercules, when he took out Hydra, who had heads regrowing, what did he do? His strategy wasn't like chop the heads off, chop the heads off, because they kept regrowing. That's the thing. He took out the legs so it couldn't move. And then as he chopped, one head off, he seared it so it couldn't regrow. You seal that wound so they don't come back. So what did he do? He disabled it first. So did we see any disablement? Yes, we did. How many resignations did we see? How many CEOs did we see move? How many people did we see take to media, to social media, and voice their opinions. We have never seen a political movement like that. We have never seen so much active citizenship in our lifetime. And everybody can say, oh, it's because Donald Trump is controversial. Or they can say, oh, it's because he's the best president of our lifetime. I could tell you one thing. No matter what side you see him from, the one thing is he is the only president that has motivated people like this ever and ever and forever, ever, ever. Maybe Cleopatra, though. But <laughs> he is. He is. And this 
a similar this this created a movement with so many people throughout the nation that are janitors, computer engineers, teachers, police officers that constantly get together and share information because you know it's not just the DNC, it's the RNC. And it's kind of funny that that's coming out. It's kind of funny that I was probably the only person talking about it back then. Hey, they hacked the DNC too. Hey, I'm right here. Yeah, nothing to see on the DNC. Like, we're ignoring it. And we won't even talk about the RNC because, you know what, we didn't need to play that card yet. What we needed to do is give them time to weed themselves out. We see Lindsey Graham coming up. You know what you need to do? Look at the Attorney General of South Carolina. Look who his campaign manager was. Look at Lindsey Graham. They're all corrupt clowns, all of them. They all work together. Trey Gowdy, clown. Lindsey Graham, clown. They're all clowns. They all work together. They're all the same. All of them. They're very few, like Mark Meadows. Wow, right? There's very few people that actually will say it the way it is. So what we have witnessed with these DNC and RNC email leaks, oh, and the RNC leaks haven't happened because it's more than likely that they've been holding on to it. Either you weed yourself out and give us what we need, or we will let them drop, and they know it. This is how we have these clowns in check. Paul Ryan, we're talking to you. The world is talking to how many people wanted him to go. Gosh, I could see the hands through the airwaves. Keep in mind that tyrannicide is for the good. And how good is it when you do it without any bloodshed? Kind of amazing. You know, people say, well, that's collusion with President Trump. No, it's not. President Trump, no one knew that he was going to be president when those emails and files and pictures and hard drives were copied. No one knew. I mean, the Republican Party didn't even dare say that they were going to support him if elected. Like, it was as if they were uttering blasphemy. I remember he was the only man standing, and I asked my GOP here in my state, yo, can I get some signs? Let's get this guy elected. They're like, we don't know if we're going to support him. I was like, um, so he's got the nomination. Uh, what are you talking about? Just so you guys realize, because a lot of people, the Democrats are corrupt. The Republicans are too. Evil does not stop at one place. There are so many evil, disgusting, criminal Republicans. It'll make your skin crawl. You think what you saw on those emails, specifically the one that rang out to me, was how they had so-and-so and so-and-so ages seven, five, and six in the pool for people's entertainment. You think that's bad? Wait till you see what Republicans do. The ones that are high and mighty and righteous with porn stashes. The ones that are sitting in offices like... um you know, Secretary of State offices or Attorney General offices that have farms and throw parties and go on to lavish vacations. 
that demand that they audit everything in their states. This is where you need to pay attention. Because the ones that are flying under the radar are the most, those are the heads that we need to sear. See, the DNC is crumbling. And like I said, and you heard it from me first, three weeks ago when I first started, well, no, four weeks ago, right? I started my radio show. The Clinton Foundation is the keys to the kingdom. The minute that opens up, they will tumble. Remember, I exposed how Peter Strzok was raised in Iran, but also exposed, right? Because I, I, I broke that story on big league politics. But I also exposed how his father worked for the Clinton Foundation indirectly, of course, with charities in Haiti. If you take a step back, you can see the bigger picture. When I was a child, I remember um, in Greece, I, I, I was at a really high point in the mountain and my father was showing me something. And I was upset. I think I was upset because, you know, I wanted to go to the club and my friend didn't come. Some some stupid teenage drama, right? And it was, you know, it was summer. It was the holidays. I was out of New York. You know, in New York, you're not going to go clubbing at the age of 14 now, are you? But in Greece, you are. Um, so I was upset. And he said, look down. He's like, look at that. Look at your problems. Look how small everybody looks. And that is what I'm trying to tell you. Take a step back. Look at the bigger picture. The Democrats are freaking out. The Republicans are freaking out. They're all freaking out about Khashoggi, who's not even American, because Saudi Arabia, suddenly, right? You've got people freaking out about Mueller, uh, and it's not the Trump campaign. Nobody cares about Mueller because Mueller is corrupt. He's part of it. He should be scared. And good job, Jerry, on filing those charges. And every other single person, either that be you or I, that gets called by Mueller, that's where you keep your mouth shut and say, nope, I'm not signing anything. I'm going to sue you for bringing me here. So Jerry had the emails about WikiLeaks before WikiLeaks dropped them. Jerry and a bunch of other people had it too. It's not something that you mandatory report. You don't have to. That's the way it is. It's not like... You're a teacher and you have to mandatory report child abuse. You know, obviously, how are you going to report child abuse against what they've done in those emails? And you know, WikiLeaks was not, didn't publish everything yet. We all know that. And to say that Julian Assange colluded with the Russians, like he's going to care. He just wants information and that he doesn't care where it came from. But he did tell you it didn't come from the Russians. It's because it came from patriots. We use the weapons they use against us to keep us in check against them. This is how it happened. And if people don't realize that, they will never understand that this is why there's such a big push to silence us, to limit what we can see. I published an article earlier today about how racist right, Silicon Valley is. In there, I put two side-by-side screenshots of me Googling or searching for the same thing. Google came up with only two pages and none of it was relevant. DuckDuckGo had thousands of hits. Thousands. And it had relevant information to what I was searching for. They are trying to ensure that they can limit what we have access to. What we can read. It's not just what we say. 
It's what we can read. And you know what? We've been their guinea pigs all along because they just threw the Internet at us around 1995 and said, go. And they monitored every search you did. And then they trained algorithms to learn from your searches how they're going to sell you shit. That's what they did. Further to that. Right. After they've trained them to figure out how you shop, they look at how you search and then they ask you for your demographics. So they know this woman, this age with this education searches a lot for this and this, this, this. They've trained it. They let us be their free range guinea pig. And it wasn't the social media companies. It was the government. They've been paying them for this. And right now what you're seeing is six months into the presidency of the Trump administration, suddenly all these bots were there and they deleted them. And suddenly it's the social media platforms that are spearheading the, the, the attack on free speech. And what you're allowed to see and you shouldn't. And this is bad for you and it's a sin if you're allowed and you shouldn't be allowed to sell and you shouldn't be. The, who are they? It's not a private company. That's the government within the government. And until you realize that what Obama did in 2017 when he amended that executive order last minute was indicate that the intelligence community is no longer made up of agencies but elements. I made that report. I set it out there seven months ago. Read it on Big League Politics. This is where you're going to see just exactly how calculated they are. And next time you see anyone virtuing, oh, the RNC emails were hacked and it was CrowdStrike. CrowdStrike is the janitor. CrowdStrike is the one that traced some of these patriots that did this, that conducted this murderless tyrannicide. They took them out, every single one of them. Why don't you all ask Jared Beck how the guy that actually served the subpoena on the DNC was suicided. He got a bout of suicide. Sean Lucas, you guys need to pay more attention. This is all virtue singling from both sides. CrowdStrike, they're like, they're so stupid, they use the same company. No, they use the same trackers. You know how you track a moose through the forest? They track anyone that's loaded anything and left any trace. They will check every camera, every microphone, any upstream data caught. And remember, Clapper and Lynch were scolded. In 2016, because in 2016, what did they do? They did not dump the upstream data. What did they do in 2015? Same thing. And that judge scolded them. Keep an eye out because there's a lot going to be happening. Everything's been postponed, but my money's on Huber. And the minute the Clinton Foundation comes down crumbling, we're going to see a lot of heads roll. And I want all of you to make sure you're impartial and use something they haven't taken away from you yet, I hope, which is your ability to critically look at something and make your own decisions. Have a great evening, everyone. <laughs>